Hey, trail runners. Welcome back to the Can Across Made Simple podcast. Today, we're continuing our discussion about Can Across and the environment. There are so many aspects to this topic, and they might not all seem as obvious as you think. Did you catch last week's show? We went over the home environment for your dog and how that is related to Cane Across. Have you ever considered the home environment and how it can be important to your dog's Cane Across experience? If not, be sure to go back and have a listen. I also mentioned last week that there's a surprise announcement coming up in one of the upcoming podcasts, so be sure to listen out for that. Hey, I'm Shannon Wasak, Certified Dog Fit Trainer, and I'm so excited to be with you today. There's a lot to cover today as we continue talking about your dog's environment, so let's dig in. Hey, trail runners. Welcome back to the Cane Across Made Simple podcast where we break down the basics of getting started in canicross. If you're a beginner interested in learning more about the sport of canicross and having it explained as simple as possible, then you've come to the right place. Hey, I'm Shannon Wasak, and today we're answering more great listener questions. I hope you're as excited as I am. Enjoy. We're continuing our topic of environment today, and we're going to get back to discussing the outdoor environment and how it can affect your dog. If you're just getting started with Canacross, there are many things to consider when choosing a trail. It might make the most sense to head to the park closest to your house because it's the most convenient time and distance wise. But is the environment at the park what your dog and even yourself are best suited for? There's a beautiful park on the water less than two miles from my home. It has several natural trails, some wider and some that are much narrower and deeper in the woods. It's the closest park to my house by far, and I love going there, not just for the closeness, but because it truly is beautiful and has some amazing trails. So why wouldn't it make sense to go there all the time to cane across with my dogs? For the most part, it does. There are a variety of trails that I can take my dogs on so that we aren't on the same trails each time. However, there are some things to think about that are specific to my dogs. You've heard me say many times that your dog is one of a kind. They are different than every other dog out there. And while it's great to get a general idea of how things work with regards to Canacross from others, you need to then take that general information and make it specific to your dog. So back to my dogs and the park down the road from my house. I've been taking my dogs there for the last couple years. Usually I take them one at a time. I have two blue healer mixes and an older Jack Russell. The blue healers are both around three. Taking them to the park individually has worked well. There have never been any issues. I've noticed that they've become slightly reactive to other dogs as they've gotten older, and so I always choose to take them at less popular times. We never go on the weekends. After some time of taking them individually, I started trying to take them together. I was so excited for this because they get along so well, and I thought two dogs are better than one, right? Well, not in this case, I found out. Even though they've came across at this park individually, and I've taken them many times together around our home, there was something about being at this park together that got them on a whole other level of excitement. If one got slightly aroused, then the other seemed to feed off of that, and then they would continue to spill over the threshold of what I considered a calm environment. It only took one trip to the park with both of them for me to realize this was an area that we needed more work on, and I have gone back to only cane crossing with one dog at a time. But this is a good example of considering the environment and looking beyond the big picture. I'd been to this park for years, and so I felt comfortable. But the situation of my two dogs together, combined with the excitement of the other dogs on the trails, was too much for them, even with going on the quieter days. There are also squirrels and things that contributed to their heightened arousal because, oddly enough, we don't have any squirrels in our yard. So seeing a squirrel on the trails was something new for them. So the moral of the story is to try and look at all aspects of your dog in particular and how the environment can have an impact on them. So let's break it down. First, what are some factors to consider? Well, there's trail surface. Is it soft, hard, rocky, muddy, sandy, or even paved? Canacross is meant to be a trail running sport, and so pavement should be avoided when possible. 
Obviously, this may not be the case all the time, but again, Canicross isn't meant to be a paved road running activity. Softer surfaces like dirt, grass trails, etc. are better for your dog's joints. This is also true for you. Softer surfaces allow your dog to really dig in and are more giving while pulling in harness. So what about trail width? Trails come in a variety of widths and this can be something important to consider when heading out. Is the trail narrow and well-defined or is it wide? Both have their advantages. A narrow single track trail can be good for beginners as it is a defined trail that your dog can easily follow instead of wandering about on a wider, less defined trail. However, if you have a reactive dog, you need to think about the other dogs on the trails and whether there is enough room for safe passing. Wider trails allow for more room for passing distractions, but if the trail is too wide, it could be confusing for your dog if they're a beginner as to which way they should go. There could also be more distracting scents spread out on a wider trail like other dogs, squirrels, deer, etc. Another environmental consideration when you're choosing trails is the trail popularity. As I mentioned before, I choose to go at less populated times due to my dogs starting to become reactive with other dogs. This can sometimes be hard if you only have the opportunity to can across on weekends due to work or school schedules. If you're only able to go on the weekends and your dog is still working on distractions, then try and go at less populated times for those days, like early in the morning or possibly later in the evening. Trail elevation. Do you live where there are hills or is it flat like it is here on the coast of Virginia? Another factor to consider when planning your runs. If you haven't put the groundwork in for hill work, then I wouldn't plan to run on a trail that is full of them. It's important to think of Canacross as a sport and you need to train for it just like you would say agility or fly ball. Running up and down hills is gonna be an additional physical aspect and your dog needs time to build up their strength in the same way that you wouldn't start off running 5Ks with a dog that hasn't been running before. Just because your dog is full of energy doesn't mean that they can't get injured without the proper training. And lastly, let's talk about distractions. It's pretty straightforward where your dog is concerned. Do they get super excited when they see a squirrel or rabbit? Are they reactive to other dogs or maybe even children? Do you live around farmland where it's not uncommon to see a cow or a horse? If these are big triggers for your dog, then you wouldn't plan your runs where your dog's going to encounter these things at every turn. Distractions aren't just for the dogs. Humans can be easily distracted, especially with all of the electronic gadgets out there. Are you checking your email or the news or texts, answering phone calls, Facebook, Instagram from your phone, or even your watch? or listening to music or podcasts with headphones on. The list is endless. How can you be mindful of the approaching dog if you aren't paying attention to what's going on around you? Or the big twisted root in the middle of the trail that you or your dog could get injured on because you were too busy switching songs on your iPhone instead of being mindful of the environment. Not to mention, you aren't focusing on the training and relationship building that should be happening during your canicross runs. Our dogs are only on earth for a short time as it is. We should all try to be more present in the moment, like our dogs, and not let distractions take away from enjoying the beautiful outdoors with our dogs. So why do we need to dive into our dog's environment so much? We need to think about how these things impact our dogs. The trail surface that they are running on impacts their pads, paws, and joint health. Don't switch up the trail surface often. If your dog is used to running on a grassy, soft trail, then suddenly taking them to run on a rocky or technical trail with lots of roots and things to traverse is not a good idea. They'll be using different muscles and trying to keep stable when you switch up the trail surface. And just like with most things, you need to work up to this and build these muscles over time. Something we may not think about when considering the environment for our dogs is how it affects their mental state. Yes, we should consider trail popularity if we have a reactive dog because your dog's reaction to another dog 
something you are aware of already. But how does that interaction affect the rest of your dog's day? Does it fill up their bucket so much that when they get home, they aren't able to rest and the stress is continued at home? Do you consider the other trail factors and how they impact your dog? We consider Canacross a great physical and mental workout for our dogs, but have you really thought much about the mental aspect? How does the trail surface, width, elevation, and trail popularity affect your dog? For example, maybe you haven't practiced much with hills yet, and this is a new situation for your dog. They may even be fearful of going up the hill or down it. We've discussed this a bit in our Canacross Made Simple membership. One of the members' dogs was hesitant about crossing a small bridge on the path. These are all things to consider when selecting trails for your run. Not to say that mental stimulation isn't a positive thing. Dogs tend to really enjoy the different sights and smells along the trails. All of this leads to mental stimulation for your dog. We oftentimes think of these things as distractions. Yes, we want our dogs to run for us and not stop every 10 seconds to sniff or chase a rabbit. But it's also important to allow your dog the time to enjoy these things too, like during your warm-up and cool-down. We don't want our dogs getting bored. We want them excited when they see the cane across equipment come out. Allowing them to enjoy the runs too will help to keep everyone motivated. All right, trail runners, there's another deep dive into the topic of environment and how it can impact our dogs. Planning ahead is always a good idea and really thinking about these different environmental factors of the trail that you'll be running on. Don't forget to listen for the special announcement that's coming up in one of the upcoming podcasts. As always, feel free to submit any questions to canacrossmadesimple at gmail.com. We love to answer your Canacross questions on the show too, so drop me an email if you need help with something. We have a great membership for those new to Canacross and that would like to dig deeper into getting started on a more personal level than the mass confusion in some Facebook groups. If you'd like to hop on the wait list, head on over to bit.ly forward slash CMS membership waitlist. You'll be the first to know when the doors open up again. If you're liking the show, please subscribe and leave us a review so we can spread the word about this great sport. So get those tails on the trails and until next time, bye for now. Still have questions? If you feel you need a little more one-on-one time, I'm now offering 30-minute coaching, aka strategy sessions, to give you more personalized attention. We'll hop on Zoom and clear up any confusion you're having with equipment, commands, getting your dog to pull, etc. If this sounds like something you need, please email me at canacrossmadesimple at gmail.com and we'll make it happen.